eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome on in. WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Of course, our YouTube page, 94WIP. Check it out there. Subscribe. All our video content. Myself, Tucker, do our video pods at least a few times a week on there. Of course, Elliot and and uh, James with Go Birds, and James and Jack with High Hopes, and uh, and Elliot and Jack with the Clap Your Hands podcast, and segments, clips from the shows on 94WIP, morning show, midday show, afternoon show, all there. Check it out, 94WIP on YouTube. All right, so today, you know, I'm actually, well, I'm, I'm glad this happened for a lot of reasons. One, uh, the, the moment last night and watching the game between the Sixers and the Spurs, you start feeling a moment. It's always cool as a sports fan watching a moment develop and you see it happening. And I'm just so happy for Joel and B what he did last night with, with the Sixers win. But obviously, Joel's the story. And the fact that we don't have to, you know, a little break, your mental break from all the anguish of the Eagles. So we'll get back to more Eagles stuff as the week goes on. Uh, offseason stuff, obviously, Sirianni and, and how we talk tomorrow. But I'm excited to talk about Joel today on the pod because Joel and B last night was sensational as he's been for the better part of his whole career as a scorer, and certainly the last two years as the MVP of the league. He won it last year. He is tracking to win it again. If he plays enough games, he has to get to that 65-game threshold. He's going to win it again, I believe. He has developed into a truly special scorer. And, you know, I, I think it's it's tough with Joel. It's, it's very tough for me, and I've been very hard on Joel Embiid over the years for his playoff performances for abdicating responsibility for all that. I, 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 I've been frustrated with him when it comes to the playoffs. But it's okay to separate playoff Joel Embiid from regular season Joel Embiid and appreciate what he is during the regular season. And let's, you know, I'm going to try to keep it at that today and, and not so much focus on what he hasn't done, but what he continues to do. And look, there's different kinds of NBA players. There's different kinds of NBA superstars. They're not all made the same. Obviously, Nikola Jokic is a different kind of player than Joel Embiid. Uh, LeBron James was a different kind of player than Kobe Bryant or Tracy McGrady. There's different kinds of players. There's guys that have more of an all-around game that get everyone involved, that are more pass-first or 
have a point guard mentality, depending on what position they play. And then there are scores. There are guys that are scores. And what's fun about Joel and watching him evolve into this is you think back when he was at Kansas, he was a, a shot blocker. He was a defensive player. I, I don't think anyone at, all, at any point thought that Joel Embiid could become the scorer he became. You know, maybe you thought, you know, he, with his body and with his athleticism, he could become a 20-something point per game guy because look at him, right? He could be, do, be doing that. But did, did I ever think that when I, I watched him, when I first watched him come out of Kansas, that he, you know, I watched him at Kansas and then, Obviously, we knew about the, the injury and all that, and it, it changed the start of his NBA career. But when you kind of first got to see highlights or games of Joel Embiid, did you ever think you were watching one of the great scores in the history of basketball? I didn't think that eight, nine, ten years ago. And now we're, you know, we're trending towards ten years ago. I didn't think that. that. That was never on my radar. And then watching him get into the NBA, and a couple of things you noticed pretty quickly. His touch around the basket was very good for a big man. He had a very nice shooting touch at the free throw line, which, you know, not every big man does. Most do not. I mean, I, I compared him very early to Yao Ming. Yao Ming was a great free throw shooter for a big man. But most, you know, most guys that are centers, you know, big, big centers, uh, you know, if you get in the 70 percentile for, for free throws, you'll take it because some guys are in the 60s. Obviously, Shaquille O'Neal barely, you know, was around 50s. You know, he couldn't make free throws. And teams would use that as an advantage against him. Dwight Howard, you know, he struggled with free throws. Uh, obviously, there are certain guys. Dirk Nowitzki was more of a power forward, but a shooter that was a brilliant free throw shooter. But I, I was considered a little different. I mean, Duncan, I have to look at Duncan's numbers. I would imagine low 70s. Uh, if I just am using off the top of my head, just remembering back to those games and those moments. But Joel was always a great free throw shooter and really worked at it. And then he worked on his moves. And then he worked on his game and his shooting and his touch mid-range everything plus he's so gifted at getting to the free throw line like a James Harden but as a center you know Harden in his prime that he's gifted you know 12 to 14 points a night at the line so it all kind of coalesced over the years to what we've now had which is one of the great scores of all time 70 points last night Joel Embiid scored 70 points in a basketball game last night and let's not let that be lost on us how rare that is and I know it's happened more lately because of pace and three-pointers in the NBA. But Joel Embiid is only the ninth player in the history of basketball to score at least 70 points in a game. Wilt did it several times. Kobe Bryant, of course, 81 on that date all those years ago. David Thompson, Elgin Baylor, David Robinson, final day of the 93-94 season, fight for that scoring title with Shaquille O'Neal. Donovan Mitchell, Dane Lillard, Devin Booker, Joel Embiid. That's it. I mean, it's really... I mean, I... I it's really hard. I mean, it's, it, no matter what kind of score you are, to have that kind of night, it is remarkable. It is remarkable to watch. And beat last night was so dominant. First player to put up his stat line since Michael, him and Michael, the only players to put up a stat line of 65 points and that many rebounds. It's just, it's a remarkable performance from, from a remarkable score. You know, at times, I think it's been a little bit challenging for me to appreciate Joel regular season because of the postseason stuff. I also have struggled to appreciate him maybe because I, when I think of a center, I don't think of just a pure score. You think of, you know, the dirty work. You think of defense. I don't think Joel doesn't play defense. I think he played better defense when he was younger and a little bit thinner and a little more spry. But his defense obviously is still good enough, and he still can anchor a defense from possession to possession if he's putting full effort down there. But 
I, that's not the, the the offensive player I think of. Like I, he plays sometimes like a guard, but his skill set at his at his size is among the most unique things I've ever seen in the NBA. And I, I think it's time to start putting in perspective what kind of scorer we're watching. Because you know I, I said a few minutes ago he's one of the great scorers of all time. He is, but we're trending to a level where you could start making the case he's the best scorer of all time, or right there with the best few scores in the history of the NBA. Like, I need a bucket. I need two points on this possession. Who do I want to give the ball to ever? And when you start making that list, there's not it's not a long list before you put Joel Embiid's name on there. So all, points per game, all time. He is now fourth all time in points per game ever. Not this year, like ever in the NBA. It's Michael Jordan. It's Will Chamberlain, it's Luka Doncic, it's Joel Embiid. He's up to fourth now in the history of basketball. That is now 50, eight 50-point games for Joel Embiid. And his efficiency, this is what separates him from most. And you could call this a knock, you could call this part of, of the Joel Embiid um, experience, but it doesn't take away from the impressive factor of it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Joel, although he's fourth in points per game, he is number one in points per minute in NBA history. Joel Embiid has accomplished what he has as a scorer last night with 70 points, as a scorer all-time, fourth all-time, you know, winning a scoring title last year. He's done it all without playing the typical requisite minutes that scoring champions and all-time scorers play. I mean, if you go look at the list of all-time scorers in terms of you want to go points per game or you want to go points? It's guys that rack up points. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, LeBron James, Karl Malone. Their hallmark is durability. It is longevity. The ability to play 40-plus minutes of a 48-minute basketball game and be on the court to score that much within the flow of the game, within the flow of your teammates. You know, durability, longevity, endurance is part of the hallmark. It always has been of great scorers. Kevin Durant has had that. That guy never gets tired. He is an energizer bunny. LeBron James has the kind of stamina that, you know, most NBA players could only dream of. Michael had that. You know, Harden has had that. That's why Harden is, you know, won scoring titles and was such a great scorer. Efficiency, getting to the line, playing the game the proper way within within the, the modern day game and rules, the Daryl Morey threes and, and space and pace and all that kind of stuff and get to the free throw line. You know, maximizing efficiency. That's why Harden was so good. But he also stayed on the court the whole game. Joel doesn't. Joel's had tons of injury issues. That's why you know, right now, you know, he may be a sucker bet to win the MVP. I mean, everyone's going to run to bet Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid to win the MVP today. Of course, he, he should win the MVP based on how he's played. But is he going to get 65 games? I don't know. Are they going to curtail minutes at the end of the season to keep him fresh for the playoffs? I hope. But this is all part of it. Yet, even in less minutes than everybody, he scores more points than everybody. It's unbelievable. Joel Embiid last night scored 70 in 37 minutes. 
it's the fewest minutes of any of those nine players I mentioned in any of their 70-point games. And again, Wilt has done it multiple times. But that no one had ever scored 70 or more in that few minutes, just 37 minutes. And this year, we're now watching a player in Joel Embiid that's on pace to break Wilt's points-per-minute record in 1961-62. You know, when Wilt averaged all those points and was the most dominant scorer of all time in a season? Well, Joel is averaging more points per minute this year than even Wilt did at his best. He's on pace to be the first player in NBA history to average 50 points per 48 minutes. I mean, it, it is a – it's ridiculous. I, I don't know what else to say about Joel Embiid other than his ability to put the ball in the bucket, to get to the free throw line, to shoot threes at at least a passable level. And I think sometimes he settles for those when really he's to the point now with his mid-range touch – free throw ability, physical advantage where you know, I know the three-point shot is the most efficient because you get three, and if you make a third of them, you're still kind of in the you're in where you want to be. I mean, Joel Embiid, every single time, if he doesn't turn the ball over and he has it within the th- with inside the three-point circle, the Sixers are going to get two points. It's either going to be a made shot or he's going to get fouled. I mean, I feel that – at a considerable pace. I mean, I think if he truly wanted to, and it would take probably more effort and he could get banged up more, he could probably shoot 65% on twos, you know, whether that be layups, dunks, mid-range, short game, whatever, plus get fouled maybe one or two more times a game. So, you know, you can do the math. as is one to two three-pointers a game. Could he make that up with, with you know, three to six extra points within the paint. I don't know. All I know is he's unstoppable. And he, you know, it, it, you want all this in April and May, but man, sometimes it's fun to turn on a game in January and watch one of the great scores in NBA history. And you can think about the ones that we've gotten to watch, at least in recent memory. You know, Michael Jordan, an all-time scorer. Kobe Bryant, an all-time scorer. Kevin Durant, an all-time scorer. Luka has become the start of an all-time score. I put guys like LeBron in a different category because although LeBron's the all-time points leader, LeBron James never felt to me like a truly natural score. He just had the ball in his hand every time and was the best player that he could just, you know, he would get, his floor was so high, he'd get to 23 points with his eyes closed. And then it was a matter of, depending on the night, on the game, his shooting, would he get to 35 or would he be at 27? I mean, that was that was LeBron because he was at 20 or so with his eyes closed because he was that great of a player. But he also would dish out eight assists and get all those rebounds and be the point guard. Like, he would do everything. I never thought of him as a pure scorer. Joel Embiid's become a pure scorer. The, the best pure scoring center since Wilt. I didn't get to watch Wilt. He's the best pure scoring big since Dirk and we're on the verge of him passing Dirk as a, as a scorer. I mean, it, it's remarkable. I mean, it just, it's remarkable what a kid with a foot, you know, with foot issues and back issues that was billed as a defensive athletic guy coming out of Kansas has become working on his game, adding to his game, dominating every other big in the NBA. I mean, put these guys into blenders. I know Victor Webby is a hundred pounds less than him. And, um, you know, a kid, right. He's not ready for this, but in no shot. I mean, like, Webby's putting his hand up in his face. I mean, Webby Yama's 7'4", and he's putting his hand up in his face, and it doesn't matter to him. He's just shooting right over it, silky smooth jumper, boom. It goes right in. 70 points is remarkable. You know, I, I, 
I never thought I'd see that from a player of his size, not without, you know, 53 throws in a game. I never thought that Joel Embiid could be this great of a scorer the first time I watched him play. I just didn't think that was his path to be this remarkable of a scoring player. But he is. I mean, you go, you pick out your top 10 favorite scorers of all time, like bucket getters. And you got to put Joel Embiid in that mix now. He, he's risen to that level. He is, you know, trending towards winning back-to-back MVPs. And we know where this is going. We, we know what the measuring stick is in the NBA and his measuring stick in Philadelphia and, and this team. And, and could they get closer and win a championship before his prime is over? I don't know. I'm still all very skeptical on all that. But as a scorer, as a player with the ability to put points on the board, Joel Embiid is rare. He is rare. He's one of the greatest of all time. And in some ways, he's the most efficient scorer the NBA has ever seen. I appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. What a night for Joel and the Sixers as they continue to have a really fun and surprising season of contention in the Eastern Conference. We'll talk soon. A lot to do on the Hall of Fame announcement tonight with Udley Rollins. We'll see where they land. Billy Wagner, maybe. And, of course, tomorrow, Sirianni, how we talk. Appreciate everyone listening to WIP Daily. We'll talk soon.